Welcome to Bound by Books. I am one of your hosts, writer Danielle Bannister. I also write under the name Danny Bannister. I write contemporary romance from sweet to sexy to suspenseful. And today <laughs> I am joined by Tina Moss. Tina, welcome and tell us Hello. what was you writing. Yes, I am um, predominantly now a sci-fi slash alien romance author. However, yeah, yeah. I... Yeah. However, I have been a paranormal romance author in the past and am dabbling once again. I see, I can't seem to get away from uh, the paranormal romance, which is which is perfectly okay. I do love my my werewolves and my vampires. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. So, how are you doing uh, today, Danielle? How are you know? You, you have books out. You have projects going on. You are busy. Tell, tell me all the things. I, do I am a busy, busy bee. Well, I have a a, a new release out on the Yonder app uh, called uh, Arranged Vows. So if you like serialized stories, uh, this is contemporary romance, billionaire romance, uh, you know, that sort of forced proximity, you know, Super high fun. heat, but also some high humor. So it's it's got the rom-com vibes, but it also has that like billionaire edge sort of thing so it's it's a it's a little mixed bag it's it's very fun and that's uh newly out so uh experimenting with with (laughs) app platform so we'll kind of see how that goes and yeah working on a billion other projects at once i i tend to work every month on two or three different projects just so that i'm not getting bored on one and that something is always perpetually moving forward down the release line so something is always getting closer to release while something else is just starting you know the journey uh what about you uh you got any hostage deadlines on the of course i always have hostage deadlines actually i have to finish (laughs) um my project for the yonder app as well that is in the works um but honestly, my my biggest project right now has been finishing my dissertation that has kind of taken on a life of its own and has put my fun, creative stuff to the side uh, for longtime listeners. They might know that I've been going for my Ph.D. in clinical psychology for it will be 10 years next year. Um, it, I, I've done it all part time. I had to take two years of psychology courses before I could even enter the degree program. So it's been a work in progress and I'm finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. So I'm ready for it to be done. I'm ready to You're be done. You're ready it. to be called <laughs> Dr. Moss. Yes, yes. I, I am ready for the doctoral title. Uh, but this is, it's been arduous. I'm not going to lie. The dissertation writing compared to creative writing is. Oh, I'm sure. Like slogging not through, yet. I don't know, sand or something. It's not fun. Not fun. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather be writing creative any day. Don't blame you. I do not blame you. Uh, well, th- there's no easy way to make this transition into what we're talking about. Um, other than to say, you know, we've all gone through uh, today's topic, I think. Uh, we're talking about the imposter syndrome yes. that authors uh, can sometimes face. And I thought it, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to like, I wanted to like Webster Dictionary uh like what what is imposter syndrome what is it like to make sure like is it really what i think it is because you know sometimes (laughs) you think you know what the meaning of a word is and then you look it up and you're like i'm such a right i don't know what it was but for those who might not know what imposter syndrome is it is the condition of feeling anxious 
and not experiencing success internally despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. This should just be the definition of an author. (laughs) (laughs) You could just swap out the words. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Writing is one big ball of anxiety of not feeling like enough. And that you're a failure and you're comparing yourself to others who write in your genre or sometimes not even in your genre, but you'll still compare you know, your success against, you know, I'm a Mainer. So how come I'm not selling as well as Mainer Stephen King? Because <laughs> I'm not Stephen King. You know <laughs> what I mean? But but I think it's something that we all sort of go through. Right. Have you, I assume you have felt it. But oh, have, absolutely. Have you- the irony of you mentioning Stephen King is that Stephen King has said that he has suffered from imposter syndrome. Like, and there, there's a few different interviews that he's mentioned this before that he never feels like fully satisfied uh with his work and and he's Stephen King so right right <laughs> I mean so what we're arguably, saying is you'll never escape it right so <laughs> arguably whatever level of success you reach there's still always that internal self-doubt I think it's just also part of being a creative type in in general I think there is because when it comes to art right it's so subjective. Everything creative is a subjective, you know, there there are no, yes, we can have like, is this a grammatically correct story, right? Or is this from a plot device or characterization? We can certainly critique it, but at the end of the day, it is very subjective as to what one person likes to versus what another person likes. And no matter how successful you are or how many you know, fans you have, there's still going to be people that hate your book. Absolutely. absolutely. We'll want to tear it apart, rip, you know, rip you down and say that this is the worst piece of, you know, blah, blah, blah that I've ever read. Like there there will be that person without a doubt for every single book that's out there. So there's, there's no pleasing um, everyone, which plays into this, this imposter syndrome feeling, I think. Yeah. And and it's hard, I think, too, because I think we've all been in situations where we are in a a group of writers who were sort of at maybe or near where we're at. And then something hits for them. They're having a movie made or Mm -hmm. the book is is rocking the charts and things are climbing. And it's 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 hard not to go. Well, why isn't that happening? For me, I write just as many books as they do. And I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's hard to like yeah. sort of navigate those waters. So what do you do when you feel those sort of feelings like trickling in on you? What Do you have yeah. any tricks? What do you do? I mean, I am not a jealous person by nature. So I don't really like, I, I say I, I, you know, I missed out on the jealousy bone. I just don't really have it. I do, however, understand that feeling of, you know, why is this happening? I work just as hard. I put out just as much kind of a thing. But I think for me, what I always try to remember is even the person where all of those things, they're happening to them, right? And and for and to an extent, it's exciting because especially if it's your friend, it's your colleague, it's somebody you admire. It's an exciting time. But the reality is they also feel that pressure and that imposter syndrome internally. For example, I 
have just started reading um, Heartstopper, widely popular uh, graphic novel and now webtoon series and, and the Netflix show. And I adore it. I think it's it's so much fun. It's so sweet. Great, what a great story. Great characterization. Um, fantastic LGBTQ plus representation. And the author, because I've been binging um, these webtoon comics, so many times I've come across her putting out statements where her mental health is suffering. She's burnt out. She's overwhelmed. She's stressed. And she got what arguably for authors is the deal of a lifetime, right? A Netflix yeah. series. What could yeah. be more you know, exciting than that? And she also got to write the Netflix series. Even more exciting. You're asked to be a writer on the show. And as I'm reading these messages, like my heart is breaking because she's young. She's only 26. And arguably getting like, what so many authors strive for and feeling so in an, in a word defeated right yeah. even though all i'm sure the pressure is enormous for to, what's nuts. next what's How the next big success it? you know yeah. we need so we need you to top this level of success right exactly so that's that's kind of how i put things into perspective is you never know what somebody else's journey is like. You don't know what they've gone to to get gone through to get to where they are. Um, and, you know, this idea that the grass is always greener is just not true. It's yeah. everything comes in its own time. And if it's meant to be, it's going to be for you. So that's kind of my mindset on it. What about you, Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had, you know, close personal writer friends go through like some really big wins mm -hmm. in the years that I'm with them and I, I try really hard to sort of be like the Jamie Lee Curtis like yeah. you know the 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 lift up the support the you know pat on the shoulder because for exact that reason there is still that there has to be even with those wins there is that that stress and that anxiety that comes along with yeah, I got this particular win, but do I deserve it? Do I, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I can sort of anticipate that that might be their feeling. So trying to sort of validate and lift up, like, yeah, this is a good win, you know? <laughs> you know, lift it up, celebrate it, you know? Um, that sort of thing. Um, and I think that that, just throwing that, like, good sort of karma out in mm -hmm. the universe is, you know, do, are there days that you slip and you, you, you know, feel a little, yeah, sure. You'd be like, Ooh, but then you're like, all right, that's it. Nope. No, no more. You know, right. We're, we're going to buckle down. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, overnight successes are not overnight. Never. They, Never. They are, there is something that are worked on. And so the, the most important thing is to not give up doing what it is that you love to do. So, so don't let that, anxiety or that fear cripple you into not going forward right I think I compare it a lot to the the weight loss mindset right when mm. you're when you're at a certain weight certain people with like this kind of imposter syndrome feeling will say well I'll be happy when I get to this weight right I'll be happy when I get to this goal essentially is what it is and I think if you're a writer, it's really important for you to define what makes you happy about being a writer. 
Because if your happiness is is only going to come from being the next Stephen King or having a Netflix series or being the best-selling author in XYZ, you're, I think you're going to be unhappy, even if you got to that goal. Because the reality is, if you're not doing this because you can't imagine yourself doing anything else, if you're not doing this because you love what you do, then don't do it. Life is too yeah. short and find something else that makes you happy. The external goals cannot be the thing that brings happiness. It has to be your journey along the way to those goals. And if you never get there, if you never get what that goal is, you still have to be happy doing what you right. do. So right. th- for me, that's that's the thing that keeps the imposter syndrome at bay is when I'm starting to feel like, oh gosh, such and such author is so amazing. I wish I was like her. I have to stop myself and be like, well, you you don't know anything about her life. And even right. if it's all great, that's not your road. That's not your journey. You can only have, you know, your own path, not somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and sometimes it, it helps trying to sort of look at what you're defining as success. Like, mm. yeah, you know, maybe it's time to like pause and go, okay, what is, what does success mean to you? Like, what is that? term mean to you does success mean that you can get up every day and you have the time to write and do the thing that you love to do or is success a a sort of monetary figure that you need to reach by and and sort of uh you know is it a number of books that you need to sell in a year or whatever and that actually that actually made me uh, again to the google I, (laughs) i was i was curious about what the average uh indie author sells oh, no. in a year like how many books an I'm average afraid. indie author <laughs> sells and are you ready for it yeah 250 copies Ooh. is what the average indie author wow. sells in a year and the average that they make is a thousand dollars per year that's actually higher than what i thought it would be to so, be quite honest yeah i mean so i mean if if you're around that hey you're great average. well done if yeah, you're, you know, above it, beating the curve. But it and just I, goes. Yeah. I think it speaks to the fact that there are so many authors now that mm-hmm. it's hard. It's it hard, hard to sort of achieve that monetary win, and right. so it's resetting the that bar, that mm-hmm. metric of what success means to you in such a flooded market. Yeah might be something that you need to look at if this is something you want to do for the long haul. Yeah. And I think it's completely fine to have goals. Um, There's, you know, every, everyone should have goals and things that they strive for. I think it's, we get caught up in this idea that goals equal happiness. That's where, so that's where the danger is to be quite honest, because if you are putting always an external goal as the measure of your happiness, you will never be, I can promise you, you will never be happy. It has to come from inside of you. It has to come from, you know, the things that make you, you know, internally happy. Um, and imposter syndrome is such an internal thing that at the, that that's what we also forget, right? Because imposter syndrome is so much of looking at what somebody else has, but those feelings are coming from you. Those the, the, the other person actually has nothing to do with the equation right, because you right. can put anybody in that other person situation. Um, it's all about what's going on with you. 
Uh, right. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, too, that that just even going back to that, that the definition of what imposter syndrome is, mm-hmm. is, is, is not feeling like their experience, despite being high performing in external and objective ways. So I think sometimes we forget as authors some of the things and the milestones we have achieved to yes. get to the point that you're at. You know, look at how far you have come from where you have started, even if it's just your you're on your first book. How far have you started from from when you had the idea to 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 holding that first book in your hand? Those are huge steps that not a lot of people take. If you've been in the industry longer, look back and go, wow, look at how many books that I have written. Look at how many connections that I have made. Look at how much I know about the craft of a story now. Look at how much I have learned. And, you know, in comparison to somebody who is new, who might look at you and think, wow, they really know what they're doing. I feel like a fraud next to them. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Trying to put that sort of into perspective. Our society today, especially I feel like than any other time in the in the past, is so driven on metrics. We are such a numbers oriented society down to our social media platforms. Right. Like how many likes on a video or post did I get? How many comments? How many followers do I have? Like these arbitrary numbers are starting to define success for us and then if we take it into the publishing realm it's how many books did I sell how many page reads did I have in a quarter or in a month or whatever even by the day some people are looking at stats and it's this this complete kind of obsession almost with numbers that again is is going to lead to even more imposter syndrome right because for me I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started on TikTok, right? Everybody's goal is to get to a thousand followers because then you can put a link in your bio and oh my gosh, right. how exciting. And then you you get there and it's like, well, okay, great. Now I have a link in my bio. Now I would really want 2,000 followers, 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, et cetera, right? I'm at the point now I have almost 12,000 followers and I'm still like, well, I don't have 50, well, I don't, right. I'll never get to a hundred, right? Or I'll never get to a million. Like how, what ridiculous things to think about at the end of the day? Like how silly to be looking and, and worrying about these arbitrary numbers that really don't mean much. Well, and, you know, case in point, just today, I was looking at, you know, my yonder numbers because I was the only one who had <laughs> looked at the story. And I was like, okay, have I broken yonder have am I literally have I broken it? It's there's nobody looking at the story. And, you know, if I just had a little bit of patience and waited and went, oh, OK, they're looking at it now. Oh, OK. You know, but, you know, you, you think you think you've broken an app. You think your story has broken an entire app because the, I did think it was funny. Anxiety is strong and can take you over and make you feel like a complete and utter idiot. Um, but you know, those are the things, well, of course my story would be the one that nobody wants. It's so quick that your brain flips like that and you have to like stop and, you know, do a mental reset, cancel that thought. And, you know, do you ever, do you ever say that? Like cancel that thought? Like you start to to go, nope, stop. We are not going in that direction. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. So from a, yeah. from a therapeutic standpoint, we call this, I like to call this a container method, right? And I did not create it. This is, this is right. an exercise in grounding, right? It's kind of like taking that thought that you're having and imagine a container, however you like a box or a jar and like putting it inside, putting that thought inside of the container and then closing it up. And you can put it on a shelf, you can throw it out a window, like whatever you want to do with the container afterwards, but like literally, yeah. can, you know, bottling it in a way that that thought like is one no of those really cheap, cheap Ziplocs that don't actually, you know, the Tupperwares that don't actually shut exactly. very well and they don't <laughs> open very well. Putting it in there so you know you're never touching it again because you can't open it because what, you forget yep. about it. That, whatever that container you like, whatever right, you can right. imagine. But yeah, that's that's actually like a visualization exercise, a grounding technique to try to get out of that negative mindset that you're in. Um, so feel free to spin to and spin and spiral, <laughs> and suddenly yep. you're you think you're the worst, you know, author ever, and you throw in your writing hat because of yourself. You have sabotaged. Mm -hmm yourself and so being very careful with those sort of intrusive thoughts and yes. not letting sort of that inner critic mm -hmm. that I think we all have that saying yeah I told you you weren't very good I told you this is you know I told you this is a waste of time that that voice is always there trying to to get out and sort of dominate our thoughts but it, it's up to yeah. us to be like into the Tupperware <laughs> and I Allison <laughs> I have to admit um because the when we're filming this podcast, Danielle's book has literally just come out last night. You're going to see this a week later, right, but right. I could feel the spinning and the anxiety yeah. through yeah. our messages, and I was yeah. I, I was thought laughing. I broke the app. Right. To be fair, I was laughing because oh, I was like, I know exactly what this is. I know what's happening here. She's 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 spinning. I could feel yeah. it happening. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, this this can be a serious thing. Like intrusive thoughts are are no joke. If you're if you I'm so I'm just going to throw it out there. If you are feeling, you know, some severe levels of anxiety or you are feeling these thoughts that you can't seem to get rid of, um, please seek help. There is help available. Um, nobody should have to live with with anxiety or depression. So just make sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. So. Just because we're talking about it in a lighthearted way doesn't mean that there aren't some serious issues with it. So please, please take care right. of you no. and your mental health. Absolutely. Very, very, very important to 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 be aware of, of yeah. those uh, triggers and, you know, to, to talk. And that's, again, another reason why having sort of an author community mm -hmm. around you, right? Because, I mean, I, w I was on a ledge and, you know, <laughs> Y'all quickly talk me down from it. Yeah, so, dear Danielle, it's been eight hours. Come down. <laughs> and I'm up here like five o'clock in the morning. Nobody's up and I'm spiraling because nobody's up to calm me down. But that's just how I do. You know, it, no. it's that. We get it. We all get it. Yeah, it, it's it's no bueno. <laughs> it is. And when you're and it's. The other thing is it can be so visceral in the moment, right? It's so yeah. real to you in the moment, even if it has like no basic in reality or logic, like, you know, it's going to take time for this to happen, but it doesn't matter that you know that because the feeling of it is real. The panic is real. The, uh, yeah. the idea that, oh my God, you know, I'm never going to write again. I'm horrible. Nobody likes my book. <laughs> da, da, da. That's, those are very like, you know, yeah. painful thoughts. Yeah. Um, 
And so I don't want to discount that either, because in the moment when it's happening, you know, we laugh about it later, but in the moment, it's not a joke. It is very serious. And having people that you could talk to, to kind of get you out of that mindset and remind you, you know, Hey, this, this it's only been a couple of hours, woman, chill out. It's going to be okay. We're going to give this like a week at least. (laughs) No, but to, 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 to make sure that you are okay. And also to make you realize like, Hey, the things that you're feeling right now, I know that you're feeling them intensely, but remember, come back, come back to us now. Uh, it's, it's going to be all right, but that's all part of imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the surefire things and it's, and it's, it saved me more times than I probably care to admit the, the imposter syndrome is just at those moments where you feel like, Oh, about everything. (laughs) That is inevitably when a reader will message or yeah. an email will come in about they've just read the story or whatever. And you're like, oh, oh, OK, right. Yeah. yeah. You know why I'm doing this. Right. You know, it, it, it helps sort of reset things and rebalance things and, you know, get you back in the chair and yep. be like, yeah, there, there's a reason that I'm doing this. There, There are people that want to hear these words and. You know, your yeah. words matter. One view or not. Yeah. yeah. And even if it is just one person, right? Yeah. That one person, you don't know how much of difference you can make to that one person, right? I I like to tell the story and I always keep this in my mind now. When I was at an event in Las Vegas at a book signing, and it was it was a long um, it was the book signings, I don't know why they do this. They're always at the end of conferences, whether it's during a one day conference or a multi-day conference, they're always yep. at the last day. So you're exhausted. Yep. You've been through the yep. ringer. And I was on, I was, I was happy. I was excited. I was doing my whole routine. And I remember sitting there and having that imposter syndrome moment because there was another author there who was very popular and had a huge line. And I was like, damn, what I wouldn't give to be her. Right. And of course it was in that exact moment that one of my readers who is, just the most dearest darling person brought her daughter her eight-year-old daughter with her three hours away to come and see me and I thought I am so unworthy of this person this reader is so amazing and it's just one person and that's all it took to just change my change my whole day I cried I hugged her I was like I can't believe you did this I can't believe you came um, and so I really think back to that moment because you will have moments in your career like that. You, you absolutely will. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, thousands of people or just that one, it, it's going to change things for you and yeah. for that person. Yeah. I, I have a, a similar situation where I had just released, uh, the first hundred kisses and mm-hmm. it's a steamy, you know, romance. And I thought it was my first sort of steamy romance. And I'm like, finally, mm-hmm. this is going to be the one that people yep. are going to flock to. Finally, I've read that, you know, I've got the one. This is, yep. is going to make people happy. And yeah, it performed, but it didn't necessarily perform leaps and bounds better than than any of my other releases had. And I was starting to feel that, oh, well, this isn't it either. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't hit the nail on the head with this one either. And the, the, the male character that I have in that, um, I don't say it specifically but i've made the character autistic and mm-hmm. so the character is definitely socially awkward and you know so on and so forth and i had a 
a reader reach out. This is, you know, my, my kid is autistic and this is the first time I've actually felt hopeful that maybe they will find someone who could be with them and they, oh. they could be happy just like this. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like, like, oh. Okay. It doesn't matter. I don't need to sell any more copies. Of okay. this, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Get all teary just about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, that's why we do this stuff mm -hmm. you know it's we want to we want to tell stories that that people will will resonate with we want to move people we want you know yep. them to feel the things that that we're feeling in these stories and so you know that's the success at least for me is that Absolutely. you know readers are, are having a connection there they're remembering something there yeah you know and whatever road you want to take the reader on whether it's you know the pulling at the heartstrings or Right. You know, scaring them or right them, uh, you know, just like for me, just just have a darn good time reading some alien. Right. Stories, right. You know? Escape reality <laughs> for a half a second and not yeah. worry about whatever is going on in politics or you know, yep. the world. Just kind of just escape everything. Right. Escapism. And there's value in that. There is absolute value in that. You know, books don't need to be the the next great American, you know, I know. we say that novel. all the time. They can just be <laughs> fun you know a pause button yeah. you know just like yeah this is me time i'm i'm gonna recharge with some smut leave yep. me alone you know exactly yeah and i think Nothing that's really important that. too Nothing to remember when you're when you're writing is think about who is your audience who are you writing this for who are you writing this to a lot of people will say well i'm writing it for myself and that's awesome i think that's amazing if you're just you know bleeding on the page for yourself for me it's like okay I write the stories that I want to read. I write the stories that yeah. I enjoy, yeah. the things that I find, you know, fun. And if it's darker, sometimes it's the story that I need to to get out that's inside of me, whether it's from, you know, trauma or from from negative thoughts. But that needs to come out, too. And that's going to resonate with somebody else. And like you said, for me, that is the measure of success. If I can reach somebody else with my writing, then that's all I need at the end of the day yeah. so yeah what for for you would you say that the imposter syndrome is just out of curiosity the imposter syndrome is strongest when you're actively writing the book or when you've finished the book and it's going out there it, when people have it in their hands like mm. and i know that it's out there it's like that's when i realize it, it's too late to pull it now i can't right. just say you know like say take it back no, no, i'm kidding you know but yeah. now now it's out there and now now I'm being judged for mm -hmm. what I've put out there. And how are they judging it? Do they hate it? Do they hate me? Do they, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like I invite the spiral for every release. It's like, <laughs> yeah, let's see if I let's see if I win this time. And, you know, yeah. you know I do this to myself four times a year because I'm insane. <laughs> I think that's. But I think that's normal, though. I think most people, most writers feel that when they put the book out for a release. I'm kind of the opposite in that oh. it, I feel it more when I'm in the process of actively writing because I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to writing. And this is something that I've struggled with over the years and really am actively still working on letting go that I have this like, oh, this book is not as good as the book I just read, this author that I love, my words are crap, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and so, you know, not every day, some moments when I'm writing, I'm like, yes, this is the best thing ever. I'm so excited and I'm, I'm happy and strumming along. But when the imposter syndrome hits for me, it's really in the active process. Once it's out there, I've kind of like almost, you know, like I've let it go. Like now I've put it on the page and, and it's out there and there's nothing I can do about it. So whatever. I, I'm very like hands off. How do you control now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of. Do you ever have uh, uh, the 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 sort of uh, push and pull of oh, this is crap compared to something that you've written before? Like like the I guess like like maybe the sophomore slump is what they would call it for first time authors. Like this is not as good as the last book that I wrote, or this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're putting yourself down, comparing yeah. yourself to yourself. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like so when I'm working, especially when I first started the alien romance, I was like oh man, this is so like, this is so much lighter than my other, because I was writing such heavy, I was writing Paranormal Criminal Minds is how I describe it. So I was writing in like heavy, dense world, serious topics. Not to say that some of the alien stuff isn't serious, but when I moved to it, it had like, I had a lighter feel about me. I was in a different headspace in my life. When I was writing the paranormal stuff, to be quite frank, I was much more depressed. I had a lot of issues that I was working through at the time. Whereas now- um, I still got some issues, you know, we're always right. working through our issues, <laughs> right? But, but I'm in a different headspace. I'm in a better, right. better headspace, better mood. Um, you know, depression is for the most part under control. So I am a happier, lighter person. So my books feel happier and lighter and less, um, less dark topics to them. Or even yeah. when the dark topics arise, they don't feel I don't feel the weight of them as much. I don't feel the heaviness of them. So, but getting out of that mindset of like, well, I'm writing serious stuff to I'm writing alien smut. Right. <laughs> was yeah. difficult. It was a challenge. It was basically yeah. like, well, I'm now I'm now I'm not as good of an author because I'm writing things that are essentially happier, lighter, fluffier, even though right. they have serious yeah. topics. In them. I don't know. That was just my Funny mindset. It- Probably the things that we torment ourselves with, the unnecessary torment. Yeah. We Do you feel that? Do you compare yourself to yourself? Yeah, I mean, and I think I, I feel that a lot because I'm, I write in, even now I write in too many genres. And so <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, this is, I'm writing too sexy for this. This needs to be, this one is, this series is not sexy, you idiot. You know, take this out. You know, you're an idiot. Do you not know how to write? And can you write something without saying the word cock? And, Whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you you sort of berate yourself, you know, especially if you're writing in series. It's like, does this feel like the same, you know, the last book that I was writing, or is this, you know, is this as good as the the last suspense that I wrote, or is this, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll fi- if if there's something to compare to and compare against, yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> um. So I was gonna say because we're kind of getting to the end of time here to wrap this up. What would be like the best advice you could give to an author who's currently experiencing imposter syndrome. Yeah, I, I think I think it might be that 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 looking at how far you have come. Look look back at how much you have accomplished from where you started and look at, you know, how much growth you have made. Um if it's one month, one year, 10 years, you know, just stop and just think about, wow, I have really done all of this. I have learned how to navigate, you know, 
even just the platforms themselves. I've yeah. learned how to format or I've learned what makes a good cover, what does, you know, there's a lot to unpack. And I think sometimes doing that helps you go, okay, I know what I'm doing. I just need to stay in the car a little bit longer and keep riding because my my road is still my road is still going and 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 keep on keeping on. That's you- great advice. Yeah, I think that's great. I would say if um, you're a debut author or you're writing your first book, remember also that not everybody is going to write a book. Just the act of doing that, of putting the words on the page, you're already doing something that not everyone is going to do. So. Even if you feel like, oh, I can't do this or I'm no good or who am I kidding? You know, if you can move past that and get the words on the page, put the book out there, you're ahead of the curve. You're ahead of so many other people who will never write a book. So or who will start it but never finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, just as much as you possibly can, containing those thoughts putting that on the shelf and concentrating on why you're doing what you're doing and what about writing is the thing for you that brings you joy and makes you happy. If you keep that at the forefront of your mind, imposter syndrome will just be this, you know, ugly little shadow and you can just right. come away with some. Bat it away. It's a Tupperware. In the Tupperware. In the Tupperware. <laughs> Join the shelf with the others. <laughs> That's going to be the new motto. It's going to slogan. Put it in the tub of wear. That's right. Put it in the tub of wear. <laughs> That's great. Oh, God. Well, I think that about does it for us today on Bound by Books. Uh, we hope you join us next week. And until then, stay tuned to Bound by Books. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.